San Francisco Safeway stores have tried everything to stop shoplifting, to stop the organized retail shoplifting. Nothing is working. And a bonus on this is that Anna Kasparian from the Young Turks, she gets it. We're going to be talking about her kind of interpretation of this and how some of this is upsetting those on the left. She's actually covering the organized retail shopping theft. And what? People are getting upset because it doesn't exactly fit some of the narrative that folks on the left want to identify with. Let's get into it. Let's see what we got going on here. Here we go. Running a supermarket in San Francisco isn't easy. The brand new Whole Foods store made it just over a year before the company shut it down. <laughs> 13 months. In the 13 months that that store was open, employees made 568 emergency calls. 568 in 13 months. Can you imagine? Ah, Fred, you got to make the call. I did yesterday. I just did this morning. You do it this afternoon. All right. 911. Thieves stole from the store on a daily basis. More than 250 hand baskets were stolen, presumably full of stolen merchandise. That's a stat that I have not heard that 250 hand baskets were stolen. There were also multiple incidents of violence and one person died and one person died of a fentanyl overdose in the store's bathroom. Now, a whole paycheck, I mean, Whole Foods, it's an expensive store, right? I mean, it's got good stuff. People, people love the bakery. People love the deli. I'm not a huge Whole fan store. I, I'm more of a Trader Joe's guy, which also started in, it started in San Francisco. I'm more of a Trader Joe's guy. But for people who love Whole Foods, typically they tend to, you know, lie upon the more upper end of the socioeconomic range. They got money, right? Because you need money at Whole Paycheck. You imagine you're checking out and all of a sudden, you know, uh, EMTs walk by with, uh, with a gurney. And uh, a sheet over it, and clearly there's a body under there, and you know you're you're hauling out your 14 bottles of extremely expensive wine for your big dinner party, and you're you're going right past the body that OD'd on fentanyl in the uh, public restroom in the store. Talk about how'd your day go? Well, I mean, see, it was good, with the exception of my shopping experience at Whole Foods. I mean, that was a, that was a little nerve wracking. Saw a dead body, yeah, under a sheet. Another major chain in the area, Safeway, has been struggling with the same problems. In April, Safeway announced their store near the famous Fisherman's Wharf would be closing for good. That left 16 other Safeway stores in San Francisco. Last month, one of those 16 made news for blaring loud classical music. We covered that right here on News for Reasonable People, because, I mean, why wouldn't we? Blasting loud classical music. I mean, I, I'm, not a, I'm not opposed to it, but <laughs> I also wouldn't shop there. Ah! Yeah, give me some Ted Nugent. G give me something. Give me a little Led Zeppelin. G give, give, give me some ACDC, maybe a little Guns N' Roses, but classical music? Mm, I don't think so. And that was in the parking lot all night. The music was supposed to deter loitering, but apparently the only way it worked was to make it loud enough to annoy the whole neighborhood. <laughs> so the whole neighborhood. <laughs> I mean, this is terrible. This is what people are living through. Yeah, we got an encampment next to the Safeway. They're blasting music to try and deter people from being there. People whacked out on drugs could give a crap about loud, loud music. 
That's kind of my theory, right? Two weeks ago, a couple of Safeway stores installed security gates designed to deter shoplifting. This is kind of the newest iteration of what stores are doing to try and make it through all of this shoplifting and and loss mitigation. As you'll see at the end of this story, this isn't the first new approach the company has taken to deter shoplifters. So I'm not going to play this video, but there's these gates that swing open once you have scanned your receipts. And that's how people are, are getting through. Unfortunately, people are just blasting through those. And that's where the whole, well, yeah, you can have those gates up there. But if people aren't paying mind to them, You're going to have to make it like a prison, right? You're going to have to make it uh, big metal, you know, whatever it is, metal gates, floor to ceiling. All right, let the prisoner in. All right, let the prisoner out. Who wants that for their shopping experience? But short of that, I'm not really seeing it. A San Francisco Safeway with new receipt scanning security gates continues to see high rates of daily theft, despite the increased shoplifting measures, staff say. I'd say 60 to 100 thefts on my shift alone. That is with this new technology in place, right? Said a security guard at the 3350 Mission Street Safeway, who spoke anonymously because he is not authorized to talk to the press on behalf of Safeway. He's not an official uh, spokesperson. But he wanted to get that information out there. Needless to say, this store is not going to survive if it's being robbed a hundred times a day. Simple as that, right? Simple as that. These are basic economics. Like Walmart closed down most of the stores in Portland. Walmart closed down in in, uh, Chicago. And people were all, well, what happened? Well, when you've got a hundred thefts a day, then corporate looks at the numbers and they determined where it's least safe for them to have a store and it's least profitable to have a store, they tend to close down said stores, period. While the San Francisco Standard reporter was there getting the story, he witnessed a theft. CNN had one just the other day. And I've talked about this on on previous podcasts. She's standing there with her crew, with her camera crew. And a dude, they, they filmed this dude just walking out with just a bunch of stuff. You know, he's whacked out drug addict, homeless, I'm sure. Walked out with a bunch of stuff, just walks out the door. And the reporter, the CNN reporter, she walks over to the, to the, um, checkout counter. She goes, did he pay? Did he pay? And the person goes, no. I mean, did you see him stop at the front counter and get out his cash or his credit card? No, he beelined it right out the door and walked out. It's what you got going on. It's it's what you have voted in as policy. You voted this stuff in. Now you got to deal with it. So the folks in San Francisco are like, what do we do? These two I've seen before, the security guard added, pointing to a man and a woman wearing backpacks. I didn't see what they grabbed, but those bags are definitely heavier than when they walked in. They did a little five-finger discount, a little two-fisted discount, filled up their bags. How about the footage of, where was it? Oh, it was a uh, Burlington discount store. Two rather well-fed ladies waddled out of the store with an enormous shopping cart filled with what I believe were shoes, designer shoes-ish. And man, they did not make a fast getaway, but some kid caught them on you know camera. That went viral. We talked about that. 
But I mean, what a getaway. It was just oh, lumbering. Cardio, folks. Cardio is critical. Sure enough, they entered the self-checkout. We're back to the people at the backpack. Sure enough, they entered the self-checkout, but didn't stop. There was a loud beep as they briskly walked through the exit. The security guard watched them leave without approaching the alleged shoplifters, as you do. So what's the security guard there for? Well, he's, he's there to keep the other actual paying customers safe from the gun-toting homeless drug addicts stealing the store blind. Now, you might say, well, maybe that guy just had a bunch of sandwiches in that bag and that woman was helping him out because they got a bunch of kids back at the uh, wherever that are hungry. Well, you got food banks, you got all kinds of people handing out food, you got activists handing out food. Not that hard to get food, right? So you don't need to go into a store and steal it. But that's what's happening in order to pay for their next hit of whatever. Fentanyl, meth, you name it. I mean, world's your oyster in San Fran, right? Portland, Seattle. One staffer noticed that the items being stolen tend to be things other than food. People are mostly stealing items that won't expire and can be resold like detergent and alcohol. In other words, these thieves aren't starving people trying to stay alive. These are professional thieves doing a job. Period. Until we get that clear, then, you know, we've got just much of the same. This is how they make a living slash feed their habit, and those little gates aren't going to deter them. You know what's interesting is there an interview with an older gentleman. He was like, yeah, I think that's going to help a lot. And it's because I think people have trust that others in society are going to see a gate and go, well, I'm not going to blast past through that. And yet, uh, what did we just read? A gate? It's not going to stop me. I need to get some fentanyl in my system. F the gate. We're just going through. Somebody stops us. We give up our stuff. We go to the next store. Rinse, repeat. Pretty basic stuff, right? Often the thieves take their stolen items and hop on the nearest bus to get away from the scene. I think the best one that I've seen is a that I reported on was a dude who stole a case of beer, not a case, but a pallet full of beer. And he was trying to get it on a bus using some kind of cart. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know, you can get some money for that beer. Uh, or he was just, you know, he was really into hydration. Hydration is key. It's summer. It's hot out there, folks. Drink that beer. No one stops them. Security guard doesn't stop. Managers don't stop. Employees don't stop. It's not clear if the thefts are even being reported to the San Francisco Police Department. Of course they're not. Why waste your time? And that's why politicians in San Francisco can say, hey, our crime is down. You know, our crime is down. So much of it is flat not being reported, right? Safeway must know by now that nothing will happen to the thieves. The chances they'll be arrested is low. And even if that happens, the chances they'll be prosecuted is also low. District Attorney Brooke Jenkins has upped prosecutions compared to her predecessor, Chesa Boudin, but that was a very low bar to clear. Chesa Boudin, parents in prison for what, 40 years, 25 years, for being part of a terrorist organization that did a bombing? I mean, yeah, and this guy comes out and he just basically, you know, reform is his big, big thing. And it took, what, two years for the constituents in that part of San Francisco to say, you know what? 
we need to do a recall because crime is getting worse with this guy in control of the district attorney's office. It's getting bad. They bounced him out of there, you know, as they should. But you still, in Brooke Jenkins, you don't have a tough on crime approach. And it's going to take that. And you're going to see a ton of stores close down in the meantime. Because they can't stay open. 100 shoplifting incidences a day, that's just a no-go, right? You know things are bad when Anna Kasparian from the Young Turks is doing a segment on San Francisco shoplifting. I don't find it politically advantageous to deny what everyone can witness for themselves, she said. She added, the left loses credibility when its prominent voices claim they want to build a better society for ordinary people while actively making unmerited justifications for crap that actually makes life worse. Maybe there's some hope for us after all. All right, this is Anna Kasparian, and she is one of the main principles of the Young Turks. The Young Turks is a progressive, left-leaning organization. They got a lot of YouTube content. They got a lot of content. You will read about them, you know, in a lot of different narratives. But when somebody comes right out on the Young Turks and said, the left loses credibility when its prominent voices claim that they want to build a better society, build back better for ordinary people, while those ordinary people uh, you know, are suffering while actively making unmerited justifications for crap that actually makes life worse. The unwanted justifications, unmerited justifications are poor people need to steal. They have been forced into this. That is not what's going on. That is not the narrative. Um, stick around to the end of this when she talks about people on the left telling her not to talk about this issue because it hurts the left. Telling those folks to stuff it is, much, is increasingly Kasparian's brand. Let's watch that, okay? You know what? We're going to watch just a couple of quick clips here. Now, this is a very, very left-leaning organization, and I'm sure you've heard of it, probably. Maybe not. I haven't spent a ton of time with it, but I'm, I, well, let's just get through a couple of quick clips, okay? Here we go. For a while now. I've been attempting to slowly ease the political left into admitting and responding to the undeniable truth on the ground in major US cities. Organized retail theft is harming many communities and we need to be real about it. For one, I don't find it politically advantageous to deny what everyone can witness for themselves. But more importantly, the left loses credibility when its prominent voices claim they want to build a better society for ordinary people while actively making unmerited justifications for crap that actually makes life worse. A prime example of the madness is San Francisco, where organized retail theft has gotten so bad that half the stores in its downtown area have shuttered. A recent CNN report revealed San Francisco's dysfunction with a local Walgreens hit with three thefts in just 30 minutes. Our Kyung Law visited one Walgreens that's hit by shoplifters more than a dozen times a day. It happened three times while she was inside. In the 30 minutes we were at this Walgreens, we watched three people, including this man, steal. Did that guy pay? Did that guy pay? He didn't pay. Now that Literally. store has been dubbed the most robbed Walgreens in the country. 
And I'm sure local political leaders must be super proud to foster the kind of environment necessary to win that honor. I'll get to more on that in just a minute. But first, I want to get to the cover story that the left has fully bought into. That these thieves are desperate. That they're living in poverty and have no choice but to steal because they need to feed their families. Now, first off, the assumption that crimes must be committed by the poor is, you know, pretty damn defamatory toward disadvantaged individuals. So then you know how the rest of that is going to go. Okay. So, all right. So let's go, let's, let's skip to where she talks about, um, people on the left telling her, Hey, don't say that. You're out of line. Maybe consider these solutions if we want to avoid going back to the old model. But look, I also want to address something broader. This data I've shared with you, along with the current crime related trends that I've brought up multiple times on the show, has rubbed other left wing shows the wrong way. In their view, stories like these serve as an obstacle to some of the proposals on the left that, quite frankly, I disagree with. I've never supported police or prison abolition, and I've yet to hear a convincing argument in favor of these policies. I have, however, supported the Nordic model for criminal justice and continue to do so. Over the past month, two different people on the left, one publicly and one privately, urged me to avoid focusing on stories like organized retail theft. While the information I'm sharing is accurate, it allegedly hurts the left to share it. I want to be clear that while I agree with many left-wing policies, I'm not an activist and I'm certainly not a propagandist. My responsibility is to be truthful to my audience and to share nuances of all the complex issues we discuss every day. Accuracy, fairness, and nuance is what I want to do. And if I wanted to be a propagandist, I sure as hell wouldn't be doing it for the salary I'm currently making. Uh-oh. Shots fired. <laughs> Shots fired. Ugh, I'm not I'm not getting paid enough. I am simply not being paid enough. Is are any of us ever being paid enough? All right. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean that, so that that is that is one person on the YouTube that is maybe going against the grain a little bit, but I think and increasingly Kasparian's brand, I I think you're going to have to have kind of a tilt back to more reasonable at some point. And she is kind of, she is there. I found that fairly interesting. You've got somebody who is you know, always going down the progressive side of things, coming right out and stating, you know what? You can't avoid this. And you can't. You can't avoid the fact that policy has, you know, put put Seattle, Portland, Chicago, New York City, LA, all of these big cities, they all have massive issues. New York City, not as much, different kind of deal. That's an East Coast thing. But how about Philadelphia? Just basically giving up on Kensington Avenue. That has become a real horror show. But and and part of that is, you know, the whole shoplifting deal. And drugs, decriminalized drugs, all right? You don't find a lot of people on the right. You don't feel a lot of Republicans going, yeah, well, let's just, you know, 
decriminalize everything. I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll work out. You don't see that. You don't see people saying, you know what? Let's, let's, um, let people get away with criminal activity. Let's go soft on crime because it's been, you know, disproportionately affecting the BIPOC community. Let's go soft on crime because of that. Well, that, now we're starting to feel that real kickback. And this is one of those individuals who's going to say, oh, all right, I'm going to stake my kind of future in social media on going down a little bit of a different route because you know what? The emperor, emperor has no clothes, right? The emperor has no clothes. You know that reference. I made a reference the other day to Lord of the Flies. And somebody said, hey, the audience doesn't know what Lord of the Flies is, but they do know what the Kardashian family ate for breakfast. And I'm like, well, you know, here on News for Reasonable People, and I literally sent a message back. This was a comment on a YouTube video. And I try and read and, you know, respond to some as I can. But I responded with, well, here at News for Reasonable People, people do know the Lord of the the Flies reference, but they don't give a crap what the Kardashians ate for breakfast. So we've got a little different audience here, so I can make these references. And so, you know, you've, you've got this, um, this social media influencer, let's call her that, whatever, political influencer. And there, the issues now are so, so in your face that you can't avoid them. Shoplifting being one of them. How about Oakland? Oakland's just violent criminal gang related activity to the point where the NAACP is saying, Hey, this is impacting our residents. You need to do something. District attorney, you need to step up. Mayor, you need to step up. What are you going to do? And they literally called out the defund the police and also the not prosecuting criminals because criminals in the Oakland system are just running absolutely rampant. And who's that impacting? Yeah. Yeah. It's not the people, you know, on their you know, vacation homes in Martha's Vineyard, is it? Uh Uh-uh. No, it's the people that can least afford to have these kind of impacts in their lives. And they're just being torn apart by crime. You know, just the whole, the whole shebang. Because you've had these progressive policies that have just taken the city absolutely sideways. And now, now you're out of control. And you're trying to get, you know, trying to get that genie back in the bottle. And how do you do that? I don't think you do anytime soon. So I think folks are starting to recognize, you know what? Maybe there are some issues here and maybe, you know, all those other guys are just going to ignore it and just go with, well, I mean, they're poor people. They're, you know, they, they, they got to steal and get their stuff somehow in a city like San Francisco. I mean, Seattle, what's, what's, what's one of Seattle's nicknames? Free Seattle. They get everything for free. They don't need to steal. They don't need to steal. They're hungry. They got a lot of resources to get that food, right? A lot of resources. Water all day long. People bring them water. I don't have anybody bringing. Well, I do. I have a water guy. They bring a big water thing. I shouldn't have said that. Hundred percent correct, incorrect. But I'm willing to, you know, my mistakes are my my, my mistakes. I have people bring me water. They have people bring them water. You know. Um. My point is, is that. These folks are not wanting 
And that is literally what Anna Kasparian is also saying. These people are not wanting. That whole narrative will not work. The NAACP to Oakland officials said, hey, that whole defund the police thing was crap. The anti-police rhetoric is crap. That's impacting us terribly. And you know what the mayor said? Mayor said, I can't believe you're bringing up that narrative. That, that's terrible. That, that, I, can't, I can't believe you went there. And that's because Democrats and folks on the left have gone down that road so many times that they actually believe it, that these are crimes of need. They're crimes of greed. We all know it. We just watched that video clip, right? That dude just walked out the door. Don't you love it? The reporter just hustles over. Hey, did, did they pay? Did, did they pay? <laughs> did it look like that guy paid? Did he stop? No, he didn't. He, he just booked it right past. News crew, who gives a flying you-know-what? News crew from CNN, don't care. Here we go. I got fentanyl I got to get into my system. I mean, it doesn't get there on its own, right? So crazy. So I think, you know, I think people are going to be facing this, um, but it's going to take a long time. You know, she's going against the, she's going against the tide by bringing this up. And there's all kinds of other, you know, issues that are out there. I think shoplifting, organized retail theft and shoplifting, that's some of the easy stuff, right? That's some of the easy stuff. The greater issues are, you know, some of the mental health care and the addiction issues. What are you going to do there? The shoplifting, that's kind of a byproduct of these other things just being legalized. What are you going to do? How are you going to handle it? How are you going to get people off the drugs? How are you going to handle that? You're going to have to drop the hammer. And folks on the left, they don't want to, you know, they don't want to put people in the position where they have to be forced to get mental healthcare treatment that they need. They don't want to force people into, you know, detox, into rehab. They don't want to do that. Harm prevention, all harm, no prevention. Their whole philosophy is that sometimes people just do drugs and being sober is not a thing. Well, okay, but you can't have them living on the sidewalk using it as their sewer, right? You can't have taxpayers paying for city-owned land where they're using it as their drug den and their sewer. You can't have that. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? How are you going to make this go? And that's where the rubber hits the road. And I don't think there are any short-term answers that really foot the bill. This is just what we got. We're going to be riding this for a long time. There's going to be, you know, a bunch of back and forth. You get the federal government involved. You'll get, you know, state agencies involved. You'll have just an enormous cluster. You know what? That's if, that's if, that's if we even go down this road. Because, you know, up until the pandemic, if you said something about bad about the homeless encampments, you were like, Oh my gosh, you are the devil. Because those are just poor people living out of desperation, getting a, you know, stealing their next sandwich. That's literally the storyline. And we, it's still deemed, that storyline is still deemed homelessness, where it should be whacked out drug addiction. That's what it should be. We don't have a housing crisis. We have a massive addiction issue. We have a massive shoplifting issue. We have a massive mental health care crisis issue. We just don't have the social net. To, to, to keep these people, to get these people the help that they need. We just don't have that. 
It's not part of, you know, how the United States has been designed. I shouldn't say that. Some communities do. Some communities do. But we're not talking about any of them. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, the common theme there. What is it? I can't put my finger on it. Yeah. Anyway. All right. That's it for me on this one. <laughs> Thanks so much for being here. I will catch up with you on the next one. Thanks again for watching News for Reasonable People. Talk to you then. Bye for now.